Hi, welcome back to the best thing you watched this week. We've got Chris from Movies and Munchies, myself, Billy, uh, who has lit the candle. Oh, uh, no. Oh, it won't blow out. Uh, oh, okay. It won't. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are joining us for the first time, feel very welcome. If you're a recurring person that's enjoying our content, thank you very much for. Uh, listening to us or watching us depending which platform you are on as always we are on all podcast platforms just about for the video segment of this we're on youtube and then there's exclusive content for your audio podcast where we talk about entertainment news and things we are looking forward to this week i think we have quite a few topics to get through because it was for for me i had quite a few good things to watch which is surprising i was talking to chris earlier off camera and he had to choose what to watch and what to cover so hopefully there's a few good titles in there and i'm sure we'll do as always a few crossovers uh we're gonna be doing jumping into the movie quiz we'll see who won yeah Yes. All right. So the uh, the answers for last week's quiz, which I got zero of them uh, mm-hmm. because it's been forever and a day since I've seen these movies. So that was a good, good choice on Ruben's part. Um, and they felt obscure, but maybe that's just because I hadn't seen them. I don't know. <laughs> we have The Island, Predator, and Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. So uh, the, the only person on mine who got all of them and was first is our returning champion, Andre Proudfoot. So, nice. Good job. Right Congratulations. on. Congratulations. Still loving Quick the sun. Quick draw there. Whatever it's Yeah, for. Oh, totally. Very cool. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, should I do our three for this week then? Are you, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. So, <laughs> yeah. The, the only help I can give you this week is they're all kind of Halloween themed. Not Halloween films, Ooh. but but in a in a, a spooky. Spooky. In, okay. As it's spooky month. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay. So the two words for the first one are prehistoric bitch. That sounds that sounds familiar. Mm, okay. So I'll do the sentence. Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. Uh, <laughs> I should know this one. <laughs> Okay. 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 This this one's easier. <laughs> you might get this one. <laughs> All right. Ghost with the most. Oh, see, my brain is my brain is locking up, but that that sounds very familiar. Okay, so the full sentence is, <clears throat> "I'm the ghost with the most, babe." I think I know what this one is. I'm I'm pretty sure I know what this one is. Okay. Awesome. And the third one, it's this is such a great quote. Probably obscure for some people. I don't know everybody's seen this movie, but I love this quote. So the two words are, you knock jelly. What? (laughs) 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 Okay, here we go for the full quote. Come and get one in your yarbies if you have any yarbles, you you knock jelly though. (laughs) (laughs) Try (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) so i'm trying to put on a british accent like bread proper thick in it okay come and get one in the yarbles if you have any yarbles you're you not jelly though (laughs) from a very famous director that's that's uh, oh gosh 
Well, that was good. I don't know. Well, I, I certainly don't know that last one. Should I have? Should I know that one? Have I seen it? Do you think? Oh, you've seen it for sure. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I think. All right. I'd be surprised you if you hadn't, and you wouldn't need okay. to rectify it if you hadn't. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> well, let us know in the comments. Uh, first to get it, you know, shout out there. That's we. Uh, yeah, difficult, weird, obscure, awesome <laughs> though, all the way around. So right on. All right, may I ask a question? You may, sir. Okay. So would you rather attend Hogwarts or would you rather rule Narnia? Oh, my gosh. So Narnia was my childhood, like that and Lord of the mm. Rings. Like reading those books was the thing that I was – that, that as, as, super, as spiritual as you're allowed to get if you were grown up in a Christian household with a dad mm. who's a pastor, that's – that's the thing, your escape into those worlds. So um, I, my immediate gut reaction is Nadia, of course, because if you remember the power they wielded and what they could do as one of the rulers. But having lived the last 10, 15 years with Harry Potter, it's a dark world, but it's so much fun. Like if I had a wand... The things I would get up to, I would probably be sent into Azkaban. But, you know, you would try a few things with your wand, wouldn't you? <laughs> It'd be worth it, right? It, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and all those people that are just nasty in the real world. That's probably why I won't be given a wand. Because I'd be like, <laughs> uh, white supremacist, Avada Kavad. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ruben goes to Azkaban. That's how that works. <laughs> Yeah, but see, it's a public service, so there you go. <laughs> but you could have a lot of fun with it. I just love how the, the world of the Harry Potter, the universe is growing, and we're getting that game that's coming out next year that's, you know, you're allowed to play mm -hmm. as, as one of the wizards uh, attend Hogwarts. That's all I want to do. I'll be happy with that. Send me to Hogwarts. I will behave myself, I swear. <laughs> well, what would you do, Chris? I, I think for the same reasons, yeah, uh, I would choose uh, to attend Hogwarts as well. Mm. Um, I think there are aspects of Narnia that I that I like, mm. um, but but overall, I think I'm more entranced now by the world of Harry Potter. Yeah, just you know the the, the surroundings, uh, the the characters, even like I would want to not all of them, but a, but a good deal of them I would want to hang out with or at least be around or see and. As long as I don't have to go to classes, I might hang out with the Weasleys and just kind of get into the trouble Weasleys there, are the you know? best, yes. <laughs> but you see, I wouldn't mind going to some of the classes with, like, Potions Master or, like, actually learning the stuff that you need to learn. If you actually had a decent dark arts teacher for once, like, seriously, <laughs> allow Snape to be the dark arts. He would be the best. Why haven't you done this? It's so frustrating. <laughs> okay, I, I could go off on a tangent on this. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah. Uh, just, well, you see how many pro how many ways it goes wrong when they have all of these other people do it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. Sorry, she's very evil. Yes, uh, she is. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh man. Well, let us know in the right. comments below which would you choose. I'd be surprised that there would be many Narnians unless you of our demographic and age uh, who actually read the Narnian books 
and know about like kind of where it ends in the last battle but even the last battle reminds me of harry potter now so i guess maybe there was some Mm. some elements pulled there but all the magics all the good stuff that i like from narnia is really represented in 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 harry potter you know all the talking animals which i love from narnia in harry potter uh well do they talk yeah they, they have some they're there's a few but there's more creatures you have creature dobby yeah uh the dragons are more want to eat you mm. <laughs> yeah they don't really get talking animals in the the animals are less cuddly i think because yeah. i think of like the beaver family and mm. um you know some of those that while they may have been snarky or a little agitated they're you know yeah, but I guess the mystical Softer. creatures there they they talk because you have centaurs who talk mm-hmm. and are obviously yeah. intelligent, and you have that you know goes over to Harry Potter as well. The centaurs and Harry Potter, I want to know much more about. And I always feel like they're they're not we we don't know nearly as no- enough about the yeah. politics of what's going on there. Oh yeah, they hinted at it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the best thing we watched. Nice. All right. Um, as I'm wearing the makeup. <laughs> y- yes, please. Let's talk about Hocus Pocus 2. Um, and before I get into talking about it, I just want to call out uh, a certain comment that I got on because I watched Hocus Pocus 1 this week. Yeah. Uh, and I had a good time watching that, had to refresh it, realize it's actually been a few years because every year I get to, uh, maybe it's too fresh and I, I move on to that. I'll watch it next year. Mm. So I got to this one. And this guy, to be fair, he's been following my channel for ages. I think he's a subscri- subscriber of yours as well. But he said, and I, 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 I took it personally, Chris. He said, <laughs> Rob Vesper said, if you take on Hope, if your take on Hocus Pocus is anything other than it's a blight on all existence, why? I'll sit here uh, ineffectually stewing for at least a few seconds. Apologies. Sorry, not sorry. But I don't want to know anyone who loves this film. Also, Hook is an embarrassing stinker. And The Goonies is flawed at best. If there is anything else people cherish that I could take apart. Oh, The Sand a lot. Not good. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> holy crap why i i I think i'm gonna go cry in the corner then hire a hitman (laughs) the gloves came off on that one huh seriously slapping everybody (laughs) holy crap (laughs) but but i mean okay let let's we can acknowledge that i mean hocus pocus is full of cheese oh i mean it is 100 cheese film yeah but but that's some of its charm you know, it's the the overall feeling that you get from this. I mean, it is silly and it is ridiculous, but that's what endears me to it. And uh, I mean, the Sanderson sisters are just, they, they steal it. I, yeah. Yeah, totally. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So jumping into the second one. Yes. I've seen some comments on Twitter where people are like, what is that ending? I don't like this film anymore because of the ending. For me, the ending oh. made the film. If I didn't have yes. the ending for number two, I wouldn't have felt connected to it emotionally. For me, the last five minutes of it redeemed the whole film. That's not to say I didn't enjoy the film, but I wasn't really on board until they brought it round. And trying not to do spoilers, but there's an emotional impact, uh, for me at least. I was surprised. I had a lump in my throat. I was like, damn, 
how did they get me with this film in that way? What was your thoughts on that? I, I, I totally agree. The ending was wonderful. I mean, I was I loved what it did for our characters. Mm. That it really um it especially with how the film starts out, it does bring it full circle. Yeah. And that was a good it was a good way to do it. I wasn't sure what yeah. they were doing with the beginning. Can I just say the three young actresses, the mannerisms that they because they were playing their I thought well done, young ladies, well done. Like uh Royal Clap. Royal clap. Yes. Cause... I almost turned it off, though. Uh, yeah, it, it's so cringy and, and, it is... and over the top and what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah. But you get I, like <laughs> you get it later. <laughs> yeah. But I totally saw it. I was like, this is them with the buck teeth and the. Oh, totally. And, yeah. Oh, you they've really done their homework on just copying the older adults. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I understand why you almost turned it off. I did enjoy it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss the talking cat i thought that was um, they kept hinting at it and then didn't ever mm-hmm. do anything about it if yeah. you watch right until the end there's also an end credit scene uh did you oh, watch oh no ah, it okay. came up to say just skip, to credits. skip credits yeah and there's a reason like, why oh, that yeah <laughs> so there's a there's an end credit scene that hints again at it uh and the possibility of another film Huh. Which makes me wonder what they would do if it was just be a, a new cast, because I don't think we could wait for these ladies to be another 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think that would ever work. And and they do, for it being that long ago from the original, they do a really good job. I mean, they have really just revitalized their characters. Um, the The... The now modern twists that they toss in. It's great. That's exactly what I wanted. I didn't want anything more from them. I wanted, again, fish out of water, sliding doors with electronics. And it's like, who are these 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 mystical warriors? What power they have? You know, in the first one, it's him with the lighter and, you know, holding up to the the spray. The the raid of death or something. I can't remember what he said. But yeah, it was. And so the technology that they experience now, again, because it's moved forward 30 years, they incorporate that. And that's great. And then they incorporate it into like their brooms, what their brooms are this time. Makes sense. It, it totally works. Yeah, like, it's the minds of their own. It's like they really do actually. They the, do. Yeah, that's actually a thing. <laughs> Go home, Roomba. You're totally drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So they steal the show. I do think that there are some storylines within the film that wasn't needed. Uh, the, the 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 continuation of taking the dude from the beginning and having him in the story trying to get his apple. Uh, I think he's a great actor. I just don't think he ne- needed it. It just was like mm, storyline. Yeah, it was, it was filler yeah, almost. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would have liked more on the young witch. Yeah. Like they have their coven. I think some background story as to why, where, when they didn't really mm-hmm. give us enough to care about them, which is fine because I didn't, which was interesting because in the first one, I'm rooting for the kids and the, oh, the witches yeah. are evil. In the second one, I'm rooting for the witches. And I didn't really care about the kids. So it's a proper just flip it on its head. And that made me worried for the film until the end. So I yeah, I can totally see that. Um the I liked I liked the the modern snark 
that is brought in in the modern sensibility hmm. where the teenagers are clued in and and a little bit faster on the uptake with what the witches say and they're like oh no 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 we're not teenagers we're we're 40. Yeah, they're like, no, we're not falling for this again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, it, I mean, they, you know, they, they, they pick up really quickly on that. And I think that adds a little bit of the humor. Mm. I was still laughing out loud, um, not extended laughing, more of like a chortle or something that, but Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> it, and Kathy Najimi both doing these little things here and there. Like they, this one, they they walk in and Bette Midler's like spread out, and you watch Sarah Jessica Parker slowly like extend her arms. <laughs> my wife and her legs. fully belly laughed at that moment. <laughs> she was just like, "Oh my god, spread out!" And you're like, "Oh and my it, god, that works." And it takes so like six seconds to do. It's yeah. the, they commit to it. I just <laughs> that was so great. But there are things that they. Their mannerisms that they pick from their characters in the first film that are back now, that just mm-hmm. fits so well. The things that they say, like, book, uh, you know, they're just really interesting things. Actually, book was a great character in this film. I I was so surprised. To, cre- to create that for book, that yeah. was, I mean, that was in another emotional little bit there that that helps to build into the the finale i thought that worked really well that's a nice little bit it's just an added really added to the characters of the why uh but now i know i want a like a prequel of book what is book where did book come from because they hinted at a a, an origin story with an with a someone else so it kind of leaves you wondering and Hannah, Hannah Waddingham, is that her name from uh, Ted Lasso? Yes, it was oh, great. Oh my gosh! Like I want, I do. I want it. I want a backstory with her. Mm. And <clears throat> what led up to this? Where because she was like, I didn't know. Are you really evil and mean? Mm. Are you just kind of quirky? What's going on there? Maybe you're just nice and you just. I, I don't. I feel like she's like the, the watcher of it all because they hinted her being around at the end. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. also allude, well, I, I don't think I'm reading into this. She warns them about a certain spell. And yeah. I think that's the reason why she's alone. Oh. I hadn't thought about that. Like, I like, yeah, I just, makes sense. Without spoilers. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, unless you have anything else to say, what, what, what was, um, what's the next thing? on your list um was that mine, on your list? Uh, <clears throat> no no <clears throat> oh goodness excuse me that's yeah. terrible audio yeah. <clears throat> i was eating children um <laughs> the, um it, it wasn't on my list but i did want to talk about it so okay. because there yeah. were because it was it was exactly what i wanted it from it i mean when we turned it off my wife and i were like yeah that was okay it was but it wasn't it didn't um it met my expectations. Like I wasn't expecting the high art. I just wanted something that was kind of <laughs> cute. And and I'm glad that we got past the opening sequence. While the kids were great, I mean that opening it is rough. Yeah. Like it was just like it's long. And what is this? Are we I for one, I thought they had marketed it wrongly and it was a prequel movie. I was like cuz they were spending too much time like I remember the opening from the beginning and it just didn't feel like it dragged like it yeah. the mm-hmm. original did we got right into it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway oh. yeah okay um so I, I don't even know if this is opened for you yet which is kind of smile but 
Smile. Yeah. Yeah. Has it, it opened it, up? It's and... it's at early previews. Okay. Okay. So it's a big caveat to this. It is predictable. It is obvious. Um, you, you've basically seen the premise before in in several different movies. And yet I was tense the entire way through. It just, yes. And thank you, Ruben. That's disgusting. And just stop that. Um, <laughs> for, for the audio, yeah, we're, we're just smiling. <laughs> just Ruben's creepily looking at me and smiling without moving. But, um, I mean, the premise is there's this, um, an infection. It's not really an infection, but it's kind of an infection because it just follows from person to person, hmm. but they smile. And once they start smiling, um, death is kind of coming. And oh. so this it follows this psychiatrist who has a, has a patient that comes into the emergency department and she's freaking out and then she's smiling and then bad things. And... Then we just watch this progression, and uh, Sosie Bacon plays the psychiatrist. That's such a great name. She, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and she's, uh, she's Kira Sedgwick and uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter. Um, uh, and you can totally see, I mean, right. they're them within her. But um, she watching her deteriorate is outstanding. I hmm. mean, she, like, paranoia and um, anxiety – and then kind of unreliable narrator status. And and what's great is that we we kind of see it going on. Some of it is like, well, is that actually happening or is it not? But but we're watching this and so we get to we get kind of her perspective more than the outside perspective, but we get to see how everybody else is seeing her mm. and how she looks like she's just going off the rails. And because of things within her story, people are more concerned about certain things than they probably should be. And or maybe they have legitimate concerns, but anyway, so they they cause that it causes them to react with her. This is there are some really great jump scares in this. Uh, most of the time, they're not the whole like something just leaping out at you. New, you know, it's it's the camera pans and there it is. Nice, um, you know, and it has that stinger of the music where it goes. Um, <laughs> but there were there were a couple of times literally where I jumped, and um, <clears throat> it was it was really it's, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's not. Um, I think if you if you go in expecting something like groundbreaking. Mm. You will walk out disappointed. I mean, I heard a couple of people um, in the screening that I was at. They they were like, "Oh, it's totally beatable." Well, dude, it it it's a horror movie. Most horror movies are beatable. What are yeah, you talking? Don't go to the it's, basement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we <laughs> we watch these because the characters make some terrible decisions. And I go back to the you know the characters don't know the um don't know the genre that they're in. You know, right. uh, <laughs> but it's it, it, it's definitely worth it. It's a great I mean, especially for a spooky time watch. It's good. I'm not sure on multiple watches that it's going to hold up oh. like that. You would because it's beatable, you know, <laughs> no, because it's because you you see where everything's going. Like I um I was a little shocked maybe by the decisions at the end. Mm. I uh, it, um. 
I, I can see them. I don't know. I it, It's not that I don't like it. It's not that I love it. It's just, I, it was not, that part of it was a little unexpected. And oh. so I can appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. But, so, yeah. If you, if you do get the opportunity, um, you know, go check it out and, and you, you have some fun, you get, you know, your muscles all tensed up and then you, you walk away. I want to see it, but I don't want to see it alone. And my wife won't yeah. go with me. <laughs> that, okay. That, thank you. I'm so glad you said something like that because- the the theater was packed when oh. we saw it. Wow. And this was a great theater reaction movie. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Because people are, they're laughing nervously. Some of them are like, oh, heck, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah, oh, I love those responses <laughs> because you you know that the film's got them. They're in it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so that was, and that was fun because it wasn't, and it wasn't like a singular voice here and a little bit there. I mean, it was large chunks of the audience at different times going or <laughs> so yeah. nice oh man yeah. yeah there's only so many horrors i can get my wife to go with me and yeah that's one that i i can't there's some like posters i can get away with and the title but a film mm-hmm. that's titled smile with that poster I, I, she's she's like no i'm vetoing that <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, should we continue on the the spooky trail, I guess, and get those out of the way as we're... Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so here's a film that I feel like a lot of people are going to pass on by because we had some big titles come out, like Blonde, that finally came out on Netflix. And it's, regardless of what you think about it, people are going to be talking about it. It's, it's a big title. Sure. And then you've still got all the other big titles, like Lord of the Rings and that kind of thing. That, and so... Amazon drops a very interesting horror, but embargoes all the the the, the critics and the film reviewers around the world uh, for two thirty hour time, six something your time, and now all I can see is it it being overshadowed. Barely anybody's talking about it yep. because it was dropping at the midnight of my time and no one's talking about it so they they seem to want to hold off and bring all the critics and reviewers together to put it out at one time but that really ended up shooting them in the foot because the film was already out for 20 hours before people started talking about it really you should have got people the day before and started talking about it maybe they didn't have any faith in their film but uh, my best friend's exorcism was a fairly fun ride it predictable you know what it is but it's 80s nostalgic poltergeist ghostbusters stranger things kind of wrapped into one and does exactly what it says on the tin you know it's it's like 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 what you said it's not highbrow it's not thinking too hard has a little bit of a message but when you get down to the last 30 minutes of the film it's exactly what you expected it to be and then the first half of the film is two best friends coming of age story one's leaving which is still fun especially with the score and the soundtrack that you have mm-hmm. um which i was enjoying i did think it took her the best friend took too long to realize that her friend was possessed going just off the title of the film my best friend's exorcism <laughs> so i don't think that's spoiling anything i just think they took 30 minutes too long to get to the yeah. part where i wanted to see more of the supernatural stuff so you're selling me on a product that isn't the product until we get to that last half an hour those were my issues with it, but I still enjoyed it. I there were parts of it that I did like, and I loved uh, Elsie Fisher's portrayal as a friend. 
I mm. mean, because of how how she constantly pursued all of these friendships, even if they weren't being reciprocated. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That she was she was being showcased as the character is just like this stand-up friend. And even though she might make bad decisions sometimes or, you know, she didn't make perfect choices, she still was there for them and trying to reach out and trying to be there for them despite hurt or whatever. Um, my, I agree that the, the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, mm. <laughs> the, the crux of the film, the exorcism is really not, <clears throat> not part of the movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's so it's, it's there and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's so minimally addressed also hmm. that it was just kind of like, huh. Um, I, I thought that the movie, though, was suffering a bit from an identity crisis. Hmm. Like, I didn't know exactly what it wanted to be because it at times it felt comedy and it did a deliver sometimes on the comedy. It it wanted to be like not necessarily horror, but at least creepy. And occasionally it did that, especially at the beginning when we get the, or the, where, where she gets possessed. That was a, some of the effects within that, some of the ideas that happened. I loved that. I thought that was really a strong point to the story. I really hope we're going to get more of that, but it's really the middle of the film that the film struggles with. It doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, well, and there's also portions where it felt like it was trying to be satire, but it never really went satirical. It just kind of hinted at like we're. I think even one of the write-ups suggests that it is satire, but it doesn't lean into either one. No, it doesn't. If it if it's trying to be, it it's like barely skimming Mm. as as a satire. So, um, I mean, there 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 are portions within it that I liked. Um, the the whole uh, Lemon Brothers, the this the Dude, spiritual I love that body, bit. dude. Okay, so because I've had that for <clears throat> real. Like I've seen that in South Africa. We had power builder Christian dudes. Yeah. You had the same in America. Oh, totally. Ah. Yeah, the, the absolute. I mean, that was what it's I was so I, accurate. <laughs> it was so ridiculous and absurd that yeah. and that's what i was hoping really that they were going to dive harder into the yeah um, i thought that's where it was satire. going yeah yeah especially because you have like uh gretchen's family who's very religious yeah and but very money driven and so there's these portions where they you, you felt like you were going to talk about this and then you just didn't yeah. it was just kind of there in the background um i i did say in my review though i was really legitimately bummed i even told my wife i was like dang it they didn't do this the Lemon Brothers did not tear a phone book in half. I mean, that was a. St- I've seen I've seen that show live where with the, the handcuffs they break out of the handcuffs and then there's yeah, a phone yeah. book. You know those big yellow phone books. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah we've experienced that same show. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. by the it's- power of God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't. As a as a uh. as a naive kid, you're wowed by it a little bit, and the, just the spectacle of everything. God is yeah. like. They, Christianity must be the way. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and so now I'm like, how? How, how is this you? even? <laughs> how is this allowed? Supporting? Yeah. yeah. How? What in the? Oh my gosh! So anyway, that I mean, there was there were parts in there which you know I did, and I I agree. Ah, I agreed. The soundtrack was awesome too. Mm. I mean, that is like you know just utter nostalgia there. It's just I I think I at the end of it I walked away feeling. Eh, it was okay. 
Mm. Like it wasn't, I, I, I wanted, I thought it, that it, it had the potential mm. to deliver more, whether it was more comedy or more creepy or ideally the combination of both. And it just kind of, it dabbled. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel all that. I think I enjoyed the ending, like with one of one of the brothers. I like the creature feature. Um, I thought that was really totally. well done. Uh, I thought that was excellent, and actually, more representative of what the creature would be. There's all my Christianity coming back, like the devil's like a roaring lion. But actually, what you see is a is a small little thing without doing massive spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. But there's a thing that is like, oh yeah, that's actually how your monster, if you had your monster that tormented you for ages, what it would actually look would probably be this tiny little thing that you could kick into a bucket, you know? And I thought that was really yeah. clever. It was a well done moment and it looked great. Like it didn't look like it wasn't real. Uh, I wish they did more of that. There were moments when they started messing around with the, the supernatural, which were really yeah. good, where you see her as possessed starting to mess around with the supernatural because mm -hmm. she is possessed and has an ability, sort, sort of. And I thought yeah. if she'd done more of that, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it just, it, it. I think it, it only touched on so many things. Which is it, frustrating because the potential is right there. Like it's literally on the cusp. Exactly. Yeah, I think the bones of this was great. And mm. had they maybe chosen not to do some of the periphery stuff mm. and just really dive into some of this and make it richer and then commit to it, I think that would have been awesome. Because I'm curious that, like, as it stands, it it rides that line. Like, it wants to be, like, directed at an older audience. Mm. Because, I and I don't understand all the dick jokes. That was... Yeah, that's why it, it was there, very... There's no need for it, yeah. No, it didn't add anything, and it just really, it was... Because it mean, did okay, have a, a higher <clears throat> age, like, so it's higher teens, but then you went for, like, that's not really the script that you're presenting to us. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know if, like... That's the, out of touch, right? It, it felt like it. Well, and it felt like, okay, so you're trying to make this guy just a douchebag. Well, we already got that. Yeah. I mean, you... you oh, the, so the this job. didn't... Yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah mm. yeah and it didn't it didn't make him more of one it actually just made me like cringe when he yeah, was on I have the to screen admit, i didn't buy his character actually because mm. now we know even if you're jock being the the reality is you're not that dumb you're not that stupid yeah like yeah. they made him to be so thick like joey from friends thick uh and he it just he's not unless he there's something physically mentally wrong with him that he couldn't retain information and, and understand certain things and and he wasn't that character so yeah i just yeah i i think that character is completely written you're right i'm giving this a one i'm, I'm <laughs> you've changed wow. my mind chris <laughs> no no i still enjoyed it but there definitely needed to be a fix on some of them yeah i think my score is what it could be what i wanted it to be Oh, sure. No, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. It's, well, and it's a, you, I mean, we see, we try and see the best sometimes in something like, mm. oh, I, I wanted it to be this, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what's next on your list? Um, we talked about this last week because you got to see it, but I just want to briefly touch <laughs> on it because I'm I got happy to, to watch speak it. about this all day long, Chris. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> Ruben told me about this movie and talked about it last week. Um, it comes out on October 7th. Uh, 
hopefully worldwide. I don't I really think understand. It's, it's BOT worldwide, so fingers crossed. Okay, because it is but it also is coming to Shutter. Also, oh, is it? When is it coming to Shutter? There's no confirmed uh, date, but apparently okay. it, that's it's going there. So fingers uh, okay. crossed. Okay. Yeah. Well, and if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, it's called Project Wolf Hunting, <laughs> and it is a South Korean um, crime action. <laughs> horror balls to the wall blood bloody gore fest i mean it is this i i don't know the last time i saw a movie that was so utterly violent um it you have uh, the this this criminals that are being transported from the philippines to korea um and they're on a ship a cargo ship and <clears throat> that's really the only thing but there's something hidden within the ship that but before we even get to that, <laughs> the amount of violence that occurs is just off the charts. I mean, like, like, so you were watching this thing and I'm like, I mean, my eyes were just bugging out. My jaws <laughs> open because I'm like, holy crap, you know, and and they just like no hesitation, just murder and mayhem going on. And you think, how can you make this more wild? Yeah, I wasn't exaggerating, Chris. <laughs> no no like what in the and then boom i'm like oh my gosh just just, golly um i i like i i want i want a prequel Mm. you know i want i want to i i want some some more understanding of of what's going down um but i also want a sequel because we we (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're hinted at some stuff that mm. that is outside of the boat, yeah. and that's where I, I just want. But I'm, I mean, no joke. If you like violence, this movie will deliver for you. I mean, if you're looking for blood and just gnarly, but I kills, think it's, it's interesting <laughs> violence because you can watch a gory, bloody film and come away feeling icky. But from this film, oh, yeah. I didn't come away feeling <laughs> icky. I just enjoyed the ride. It's a fun ride that you you're gonna go oh or. Or how much blood does one body hold? Or his hand's going to go right. Yeah, it's going to go right through. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Well, I think because of the level of excitement, like Mm. I was, I mean, I mean, there is a gross factor to it, but it also though, it, it surpasses that where it, it stops being kind of like gross and it's more of like, oh, you know, you, (laughs) you react in a little bit of shock, but then I'm like, okay, what's next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because remember the bit where I said the guy has no ankles, right? Yeah. But that's a thing yeah. that happens. And that's that, not even the worst thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, just... Well, and you know, the the thing that that I liked in this is that everybody's up for game. Exactly. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. choose who you're going to like, who you want to survive, but you, you basically need a, like a bingo card. With all the characters, yes. and every time someone's taken out, ding, okay, bingo, <laughs> you choose your characters. Yes, uh, yes, because there were so many that I was like, oh, you, and, and there is a, do I want to talk about it? There's a, there is a surprise, I think, that happens, but I, but by the time it's revealed, I already knew it. Yeah. Like, all right, I already guessed it. Which didn't disappoint me. It, no. That's it, it. Just it was like, oh, I bet this is it. Oh, yep. See, there it is. Okay, cool. Let's go. Um, but yeah, there. 
So anyway, Project Wolf Hunting is, is coming uh, to on demand to theaters. Um, seriously, put this one on your watch list. This is if you if you <laughs> like action, if you like um, South Korean action, or and you just like to watch blood like sink a ship, then that's um. <laughs> <laughs> yep this that, is that, it. that happens yeah <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. Of it. nice i'm really glad you got to watch that um yes. so i put you on to korean south korean horror gore and you put me on to sci-fi uh and i went to watch the sci-fi and you were like i didn't like this movie and i came back and went i really like this movie <laughs> <laughs> what's the movie chris oh uh, it's called vesper <laughs> vesper yeah this is a sci-fi slow burn that i thoroughly enjoyed now there's a moment in it which i remember you talking about where vesper's on her bed with a human non-human person that they're reading a book a child's book and Chris, you're like, why did this scene go on for so long? But I totally get it. She doesn't know what she is, and she's learning to be um, a mother, but not a mother. She's trying to come to terms with what it is. Never experienced a, a moment like this. The kid doesn't get a chance to be a kid very often. No one reads to her because it's it's her dad, and sure. she's not had those animal sounds before. It's excitement, and so it's it's over the top and silly. But I got it as to why they were continuing. So here I can hear Chris going, I literally like just heard your voice going, stop, this is too long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like Arnie, oh my gosh, get to the chopper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I can I can see your point of view. I, I, I do say, like I can appreciate that. Um, I still think it went on too long, but <laughs> I do, I can see how that works, uh, especially with um, with the loneliness of Vesper, that that, you know what I mean? And any type of connection there, wanting to elongate that as much as possible and hold on to it. Mm. So, so what I is Vesper? We, we kind of just jumped into it. <laughs> nope. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Vesper is a post-apocalyptic future, but not a cyberpunk world that a lot of films mm. are depicting these days. It's more the, the desolate type. But if mm. you took a little bit of Pandora's Avatar with the plants having gone mm -hmm. crazy because of biosynthesis, uh, that is kind of the world that we now live in. So human technology has progressed quite well, but in different, more different than we're used to seeing on screen. And there are these places called citadels where elite humans live and those that are scum live outside of it and just have to fend for themselves. And on the outside is little congregations of people that are trying to survive there are other storylines that are going in amongst this uh, that i'll let you discover for yourself personally i thought the art design and set pieces for this film the cinematography are all spectacular especially knowing that it it has a really small budget i was just like dude you guys did fantastic your artwork your creations your design mm -hmm. the way it looks um loved it but I I understand that this, the the feeling of mm, the that the ending didn't really pay off for the film, but I like the journey of the film. I think mm. that's what I enjoyed. The characters, uh, I like even like the bad guy because he was kind of so vile and creepy. Uh, the guy with the kids. There's a guy with the kids in this film. That he, yeah, great actor, but also you just you love to hate him. Uh, yeah, yeah. So as a sci-fi indie project. 
I love the art. I kind of want to know more about it. What did you think? <laughs> um, so the positives, mm. the the plants. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah. I love not only the design and the idea of them, but then the a lot of the execution that they do. I think it looks. I mean, you're right. It's beautiful, and it, it's crazy because it's the world that we see is so just dirty and dark and dead mm. to have these then these living glowing type of you know effervescent or uh f- fluorescent not fluorescent that are the right word but like luminescent the, luminescent that's it bioluminescent yes yeah. that's the word i was looking for thank you um where they just you know they glow a little bit they react mm. to their surroundings and to people i thought that was great there's there's a bit at the towards the end where the plants and well, there's a reaction, mm. and I love that. I thought that was spectacular. I mean, that was a like good imagination for what can we do with these? Mm. And you know, and the story thinks, well, if we need to do this and we need to accomplish X, mm. but how what's a better way to do it than having maybe a character take care of something? Yeah. So, anyway, um. I thought the acting was good. I mean, the the girl that plays Vesper is, I mean, she carries the movie mm. because we have to watch her just trudge through life yeah. um, with with a a hopeful outlook in a hopeless surrounding. Yeah, you know, she's uh, well having to act well beyond her years for sure. Also. Yep, that and so it it is a it. It does provide a sense of um, sympathy and compassion towards her because mm. she is she is struggling to survive in this land that is really trying to kill everybody. I mean, the, the 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 it is inhospitable, and not only so is she trying to keep herself alive, but she's also caring for her father, and mm. so that dynamic I think is is good um, for me, Eddie Marson. Who who plays Jonas the the creepy bad guy? For me, he was just a generic bad guy. Like okay. like like he was creepy and he was unsettling. And I, so it's not that. It's just his like his motivation. I wish they would have do- dived in, dove in something, mm. examined a little bit more, especially as it relates to the Citadel. Yes, because it it's it's hinted that he has a connection with them, and that he maybe has been given some power by them or some authority. Um, or maybe he just has authority because he's intimidating. Mm. I don't know. Um, so I wanted I wanted a little bit more of that. I think for me, I never felt like the Citadel was really anything. Um, you know, when you think of, and I'm not comparing the movies by any means or the stories, but when you think of the Hunger Games and they have the capital, you know, where everybody that lives outside of the capital looks at this with like awe and and you feel that from everybody um and and the capital is filled with rich disgusting people who don't care about anybody else and so i get that that is probably the sentiment there that mm. there is this extreme um divide between the have and the have nots uh but i i didn't get like the whole threat level thing the the disparity, I mean, I understand the disparity, but the the antagonism, maybe, I don't know. It just, it they felt nebulous to me, like they were just there. Mm. And 
So I don't know. And for me, I mean, on yeah, slow burn was right, but I just found it. I found it boring um, okay. through a lot of it. I, I can appreciate so much of that, and I'm glad though that you liked it. And I'm not. I know that from what I've seen, I'm definitely in the minority hmm. of 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 who likes this or doesn't like this. So that's, hmm. I, and I'm willing to go with that. That's okay. Um, it reminded me of films yeah. like uh, Annihilation. Do you remember that? Mm. Mm. I, I do. See, and I didn't, uh, the first time I saw it, I didn't enjoy it. Mm, interesting. So, and okay. and that, that could be because maybe I went in with the wrong perception Perhaps. or the wrong mindset of what it was going to be. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, well, thanks for putting me on it anyway. Oh, yeah. No, I, well, and I'm glad that you loved it. That's the thing. <laughs> that, that <laughs> you know, that's great. So, cool. Cool. Uh, I guess it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, this one is, uh, I think you, you, uh, reviewed it also, but it's on Netflix. Uh, it came out this weekend called intergalactic and it's, mm. um, like from the kid Cudi created this and it's, it uses his, uh, a lot of his music, but also just a, a phenomenal soundtrack. Um, and it's a love story drama that is animated and I mean, come on. If you like Into the Spider-Verse, if you like um, some of Richard Linkletter's type of rotoscoping, um, there was one other that I thought that – who? Well, it is – that's the type of animation that you get in this. And it is – I mean, the animation is wonderful to look at. Um, I liked the story. Uh, I think it's a – I think it's only the beginning of a story. So mm. if you're looking for like a full relationship arc, you're not going to get that. You're getting a guy and a girl who meet and then the beginning of their relationship and the dynamic that goes into that beginning of the relationship. Um, there were some shortcomings to it, but I was bl- I, like, truly, I was blown away by the, um, by the art and the way that they chose to do it because they, they went dreamlike at points and a surreal, but then also had it um, kind of grounded mm. at times where our characters would do things that we would normally do. Yeah. So what, uh, what did you think about it? Did you like it? Not like it? Yeah. Intergalactic was <clears throat> different to how I, how I was expecting the story to go. I wasn't expecting the rom-com drama, um, mm. uh, which was a nice change. I, I liked the fact that it had two perspectives from our main protagonist who we think is our main protagonist, then to his mm-hmm. um, new love. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember her name. Meadow. A, yeah, I was going to say, she had a very cool name, Meadow. Uh, and we see a lot from her perspective and what she's going through in life and what he's going through in life. And we, we've we just established that he didn't want a relationship and then he sees her and the, the world <laughs> kind of stands still and you're like, ah, you know, something's going to come into play That with that. I yeah. think the animation is fantastic, but I think it's strongest when we see their dreams or someone's telling a story because then it really mm. gets creative and the different types of animation styles that we have there are just just like literally my jaw dropped a few times like whoa that is cool what what am i seeing i kind of want to watch that again let's skip back a few seconds and just mm-hmm. watch th- those few seconds again uh the one thing that t- took me a while to get into was the drop in frames and it's not actually a drop in frames they purposely took out some of the frames to make mm-hmm. it feel more like a comic mm-hmm. which i now understand 
uh, but it took me probably 20 to 30 minutes and it it's still there throughout the film but i think you just get used to it like your eye just continues to watch and and that's how they're telling mm. the story because they wanted it to appear more like comics so that's one kind of negative i guess if if that's something that your eye is expecting you're used to some anime and animation to be fluid movement mm. and then you're like uh sometimes you're like is my streaming service just not working right you know <laughs> is, it, is it is it stuttering it's not it's it's purposely meant to be there i also think some people won't like this type of music however i think the score and the soundtrack work perfectly yeah. in tangent with the <laughs> the story which makes sense because it is his story uh yeah. and it just it came together as like an ambitious project that actually worked out in the end the fruition of it was just a really interesting fun snapshot of this guy that's a comic book artist uh and you meet somebody and you, we get to be along that ride with him and in the meantime here are some very spectacular visuals it was it was quite a ride yeah so I, the one thing and i really wish I, sh- I should have asked this in my review because i just it it stood out to me as is this really happened do people really do this but our characters um they smoke weed which is zero problem for me. Um, I think in the U.S. It, it still should be decriminalized. It's stupid that it's not. But uh-huh. <clears throat> that's aside. So our, our characters smoke weed just as a part of a thing. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. But there is a point where we watch them brushing their teeth <laughs> while smoking a joint. And I just want to know if that's a thing. Because I- it seems like... That was normal to him. He just wanted to be chilled. He's going out. He's nervous. And so, he, but, but he wants to have clean, but he's also putting smoke in his mouth. Well, and I, I like when I brush my teeth, like my mouth is filled with spit and, and <laughs> foam and stuff. Is he going to put in a minty, <laughs> a, a minty uh, May, weed flavor? Maybe, <laughs> May, maybe, I don't know. It just, it made me chuckle at that because I'm like, I, okay, so I'm seeing it in animation. I want to see it done in real life. That's why I want to do. You, how did you accomplish that? How did you actually get without like choking yourself by sucking in, um, you know, inhaling some of the liquid or something? Mm-hmm. That's in your mouth. Just anyway, hence, the, I mean, hence animation. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that was, uh, yeah, no. Okay, good. Cool. Nice. Uh, do you have anything else? Yes. Uh, Netflix okay. released a very interesting series this week called The Empress. Um, Mm. This is a German period piece set in the 19th century. It's about two young people, a fateful encounter, proverbial love at first sight. The emperor, Franz Joseph of Austria-Hungary, she, oh, and the girl is Elizabeth von Wisselbach. I'm trying to get the names right. Princess of Bavaria. Uh, And she is the, the sister to the woman who's going to marry, who's meant to marry the so we have mm. love at first sight, but the but the emperor is meant to marry the sister of the woman that he's fallen in love with, like uh, at first sight. Oh, okay. So, but basically, this is Bridgerton meets uh, what's the English one? Uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, Downton. Uh, yeah, okay. Downton Abbey and the Crown. You mix those all together, and then you oh. add the cinematography and the world cinema of it being you know German and reading subtitles and. 
uh, I thought this was fantastic. It looked amazing. Mm. That I don't often talk about costume design, but in this mm-hmm. show, costume design and set pieces go hand in hand with the the royal nature of what you're experiencing, and then the junk the the juxtaposition of seeing how people are living on the streets and starving to the decadence of the the, the lavishness of their lifestyles. I thought was showcased so well. There's a big rebellion building storyline that runs in conjunction with what the royals are going through and the love story and apparently it's all based on fact it also finishes on a massive cliffhanger where i was like oh no what's about to happen and then it just goes credits and i'm like are you kidding me what no rude Uh, yeah (laughs) um I was really entertained. They're each an hour long, six episodes, but like they just oh. flew by. Very, oh. very entertaining. Yeah. That's nice that, that you don't feel the time because sometimes, you know, with these, the dramas, mm. it weighs the, on you there. There's enough to keep you engaged. There's lots of people getting nice. up to mischief. The, the mm. costumes, you know, it's not action, but the drama is action. Does that make sense? Like yeah, it, totally. there's a lot going yeah. on. You, you're wondering who's going to say what that's going to get them banished or beheaded. Yeah. Something like Oof. that or sent to an asylum because you don't you don't agree with the current way things are run so you're going to step out as a woman and decide that you're going to stand up for your right to party mm. or not i'm just i'm trying to voice for this and then sure. you're like, no <laughs> you can you can jog on and all your family are going to be decimated as well is that sort Ooh. of power you got to be careful what you say when you say it, who you say it to uh, it's very very entertaining yeah nice all right I had it on my list. I just I didn't get the time to see it. Yeah, so a lot. I'm glad to hear that it's good. Yeah, it is. It's very good. Um, I do want to talk about Lord of the Rings episode six. Okay, I still Have haven't you, seen it. So you haven't seen it. any. Yeah. I, okay, I've, I will do. I've seen will... episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have a del- we have a little bit of a delay. Sometimes. Slight delay. I- <laughs> I um I've only still only seen the first two episodes. Okay. So I've got a good binge session ahead of me. You're in for yes, go I will Okay. One hundred percent do no spoilers in this. Suffice to say, for me this has been the best episode yet. And anybody mm. else who says this episode this series is wrong is bad, you're wrong. Cause dang. Wow. Well, the did you know that uh this week uh viewership of Rings of Power surpassed uh, House of the Dragon. Wow. That doesn't so, surprise me because it keeps getting better and better with each episode. Mm, That's nice. why. Great character building, real character building rather than, oh, my characters need to be this thing from this thing because that's how it was established already. No, 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 no. They had to get there. And now we're seeing why they got there, how they got there, what they look like. Mm-hmm. The score, oh my gosh, every episode, I'm just like, damn, the score is so good. And literally this nice. episode is like, damn, the score is so good. <laughs> <laughs> every moment, I'm just, I feel privileged to be watching it. It's that sort of thing. Like, I'm so oh, wow. glad I got this. I, I can't wait for you to have seen it and then come back and talk about some of those moments you enjoyed. Uh, I'd be surprised if you don't love this. Like, I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. But mm-hmm. I, I'm absolutely loving every episode. But this, for me, uh, without doing spoilers, there there are moments in battle, real world moments of who's going to survive, mm-hmm. peril for your characters that you're just thinking, yeah, this is not going to end well. But has such a nice. Remember when they did this in Lord of the Rings? 
this is similar to what's going on now. Like there are moments just like, oh, that moment and without doing spoilers, that moment, this is exactly like that. They get the light and the dark really well. The use of light and dark as in like the darkness brings this, but a new day will bring this. It's it's so reminiscent of like the the law of what they say, obviously, because it's Lord of the Rings, but they do it in the right sure. way. But it's also its own adventure. Loving it. It's so good. Outstanding. Oof. Yeah, I got it. I think because is episode six the most recent episode? I think so. Yeah. OK, so see, that means I've got a wonderful binge session. Yeah, there. you do. I'm pretty jealous, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> like I get to I get to enjoy just a huge chunk of this. And each episode is um, like 70 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. That's why it's like I'm. Get, I got to get my butt ready for a proper sit down and <laughs> just enjoy it. Oh, it'll be good. Nice. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, which I'm hoping that one day you will go and watch, just for uh, the acting ability of Kenneth Brenner. He did a oh, uh-huh. mini series with Sky Original called This England. Um. And basically, it chronicalizes everything Britain has just gone through with the prime minister through COVID, just before COVID and after COVID. And uh, it's Kenneth Branagh as Boris okay. Johnson. Mm. And so they do the makeup uh, and he, he looks most of the time he looks like Boris Johnson. I do question whether this was the right time to put it out because it's still very r- oh. fresh and very raw. Uh, my son's best friend just got COVID. He's really ill. Uh, and all the politics, like we are still living the aftermath. Bar- we just got a new prime minister. So mm-hmm. everything they show in from the floods we experienced to um, people dying to how the country was handled by not shutting down sooner. You know, all of that is showcased in a very raw, real way. They don't shy away from actually we made a bunch of mistakes sort of in the storyline and how Boris reacted to that and dealing with his own family issues. But putting it out now seems like it's just going to excite people that were upset again to like being really angry again, reminding us. There's a moment, a moment, there's an episode, uh, episode two, I think, where the first nurse that had COVID dies from COVID. Uh, Mm -hmm. But they show us what his family went through, how he contracted it, who he was, such a beautiful family. And he dies. And I remember having quite a guttural reaction to that moment going, yeah, that sucks so much. Why didn't we shut down sooner? Why didn't they act sooner? Thousands of people died because of your inability to kind of meet the expectations Mm. of what local government should be doing. And so if that's me, I imagine everybody that's watching this is like, yeah, this is why are we watching this? Yeah, it's so real. And it's, it's, it feels like it's too soon. You know, I, mm. the nine eleven stuff, sometimes you watch a, a film on it now and you think that's still too soon, but it's been so long you can watch it in that perspective. But I guarantee yeah. no one's going to watch it like a, a movie about that the first six months after or. No, no. Or yeah, during. especially because we're, we're mm. yeah, we're still going through it. I think that's the, mm. the yeah, I could see that that is a, a very real feeling of like, mm, just too soon. Like, mm. Doesn't take away from how awesome this could be, but I don't think we're ready as a as a. I mean, would you be ready this? to watch a thing on uh, Donald Trump now? Is it has no. enough time passed? No, no, because no, we're still, still dealing with it. Yeah, we're still yeah. dealing with. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's the same sort of feeling. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Hmm. 
but still worth it. Oh, worth yeah. checking like, out. Just yeah, okay. phenomenal. Well, <laughs> well acted. Just very, very raw. So I'm not being rude. I'm just looking at all my things that I wanted to talk about. This there was so much. Have you heard of a series called American Gigolo? I have with uh, John Bernthal. John Bernthal. Yeah. So that's yeah. started airing. There's four episodes after that. We just watched the first one today, and can I say it's harrowing? <laughs> like. I really? also I also want to protect John Perthel because I think that man is a phenomenal actor. Like yes, seriously, everything I see him in, he just knocks it out of the park. See, he plays a gigolo who gets framed for murder, and he mm. then spends fifteen years in jail for a murder that he did not commit. And then the same detective comes to him and says, "Oh, we made a mistake. You're free to go." Oh. Yeah. And so then the story is him trying to come up with a life, trying not to be bitter and broken. You don't get any like money back from the government. It's literally just for sorry. Like if I was him, like I would sue up the wazoo, man. Like seriously, that's 15 years of my life. There has got to be some recompense there. Anyway, so we see him as this character trying to figure out who or why he got framed for murder in his job as being an American gigolo. And then you see how broken he was because he was like at 14 or something when he started to become, Mm. he was forced into that lifestyle. First episode I've seen so far is flipping good. Like it's great, great TV. It's on Showcase, which is on Amazon through Paramount Plus. Uh, Oh, really? Paramount Plus? Okay. Yep. So that is one I just wanted to like. I've only seen the first episode, but so far I've just like blown away going, yeah, this is going to win all the awards. Um, I also saw and I watched my first thing on Freebie, <laughs> which oh, what used to be IMDb it? TV. It was fine. Yeah. The, the adverts were really short. They were like six seconds. Uh, which oh, wow. Fine. Nice. Yeah, it just kind okay. of came and went. So I was happy with that. Uh, I realized I, ha- I hadn't actually ever seen Hellraiser. So I'd heard my friends talk about it. I've seen a trailer. So I went and the watched- The first one? The first one, yeah. The very okay, first one. Okay. I don't think I've seen any of the others. I just know of it in the the oh. zeitgeist of the world. I know there's loads okay. in there. Apparently a lot of them are poo. But I watched the first one and I mm-hmm. came out of it going, that was really cool. But the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's aged somewhat. <laughs> oh, to- yeah. Yeah, no. Well, and, uh, if you get to go and watch Hellraiser 2, which- I think Hellraiser 2 is the better story. Yeah, I've um, had comments going, watch Hellraiser 2. Yeah. It's dated, though, also. Just, <laughs> just yeah, we we started to watch it, I don't know, a year and a half ago or something like that. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is rough. Mm. Like, it's it has some great concepts, but it's... But the first film is, it's a weird film, Chris. It's not <clears throat> straight up horror. It's, it takes ages to get into the horror takes ages to build the law it's shot like it's uh, dream sequences it's mm-hmm. clive barker like he's on drugs uh he he writes and directs it and it, it, the creatures creature features just where he obviously stands out like if you think the thing you know it's it's mm-hmm. that sort of filmmaking with those real tangible monsters and gooiness but yeah. the film itself is bonkers it's just so weird it 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 rem- it has n- nods to films like Nightmare on Elm Street and Poltergeist and uh, The Thing all kind of wrapped up into a David Lynch movie. That's kind of what this <laughs> first film is. 
So I came away thinking that was really interesting in its art style and makeup and prosthetics. But what the hell, man? Why does this have such a great cult following? I don't get it. Like, I was like, this is a classic three film, like three star at the time. If I'd watched this, I probably But if I'm looking at it now as a film and a story, I, the more I think about it, the more it, that score just drops going. Drops, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm interested to see what they do with the, the remake because I've heard good things. I've heard good things about it also. So yeah, that's, yeah. I I haven't seen anything past Hellraiser 2, mm. which for Probably me is just good. fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's all good, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, was that everything uh, yeah. from yeah, yeah. this yeah, week? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, we had talked about, um, because it is spooky season, mm-hmm. we wanted to focus on, on a movie or two that maybe might be new to us or has been really like a long time ago that we had seen. Yes. Um, in I the definitely want to talk about genre. This. I want to talk about okay. one particularly. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> you can talk about the, the other one, one the if bad you want. One. The good one. <laughs> the, the, you can talk about the other one if you want to. I've tried well, okay, to block so let's, it from my mind. <laughs> let's just say we, chose, we chose a movie uh, that neither of us had seen. Mm. Uh, it is on HBO Max, at least in the U.S. It's uh, on it, Amazon in the it? UK. Yeah. Amazon in the UK. Okay. It's, um, it's called The Horseman, and it stars Dennis Quaid. And um, Yes, yeah, so it's got a different name in the UK. Does it really? Yeah, The Horseman of the Apocalypse, I think. Oh, okay. So it's longer. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just don't watch it. It's um, <laughs> it's so dull and disjointed that I, I was bored through all of it. Um, there, were, a, there were hint, hints it's a, at it's it. It's a seven well, wannabe. It is a seven wannabe. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was funny. Um, gosh, what was it? Were you the one that said to me that it was a poor man seven? Yeah. Yeah, because I had, that's right, because I had told my wife while we were watching it, I was like, this is a poor man seven. I mean, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was so. Yeah, just, just don't. Do yourself a Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, it's not worth it. So just avoid it. If you see it on there, because the, the I think the concept, Concept's or at least great. the write-up, There's makes a story it, there that makes it really interesting. Yeah, uh, but, but it's not this movie. No. That's. No, no. Yeah, no. No. All right. So so we moved on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we chose a different that. one. We did um, do that. And, and Ruben liked this one a lot more than I did, but I still got some enjoyment out of no, it. No, don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, it was. No. I, yeah, no, there are there are parts that I really enjoyed. Right. So I, yeah, but it is Dog Soldiers, mm-hmm. and um, it's the greatest it's, movie ever. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. It's dated. To be fair, it's dated now. Yeah, it is. The filmmaking is dated. Um, yeah. and you know what? It reminds me because I just recently watched last weekend. I watched 28 Days Later, oh, and nice. that is that yeah. filmmaking is also dated. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like it, like the, the techniques and the quality and all of that. It is dated also. So you got that. This Dog Soldiers is um, <clears throat> is it a spoiler to say what kind of creature feature it is? No, no. It's on the poster. Okay. okay, it's a werewolf movie. Mm. Um, you have these uh, these these Scottish UK soldiers. At least mm. it's in the Scot- Scottish Highlands and stuff, yeah. um, or the mountains. Mm-hmm. They're on maneuvers, and something weird happens. They they come across somebody who's been attacked, and then they have to go shelter 
uh, after they make an escape. And that's where the zaniness and the attacks come um, from, just this this werewolf. Um, yeah. that is that, a, is that a good enough synopsis yeah, there without giving too much away? Yeah. Okay. So talk to me. Tell so me. Simon Pegg was offered a part in the film, uh, but he turned it down after Edgar Wright offered him his first part, his first horror role in Shaun of the Dead. So we could have that. never had Simon Pegg in Shaun of the Dead. He could have been in this instead. <laughs> that would have been a travesty all the way around. Yeah, I right? just <laughs> I can't see him in this movie though. No, it doesn't work. Yeah, wrong tone. I think. Yeah. Um, for one, this is a, a massive cult following. And mm. one of the reasons is it because there are so many things that happened in this movie to make it happen. Uh, so many random, funny Easter eggs of things like, for example, some of the corpses hanging around in the basement were originally created for and used in Event Horizon. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's <laughs> loads of things like that in this movie. Uh, I think for me, why I love this is quintessential British. The dialogue and the scripting are amazing. Uh, I, I just loved the characters. Uh, Sean Pertry, there's a scene where he's oh. on the bed. He's been injured or, or clawed, <laughs> right? And they need to they need to glue up his... And he's... Okay, so this is what you're going to love about their scene. When you watch it, if you haven't seen it for the first time, he actually is drunk. He's fully oh. sloshed. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Also, the punch you see that he gets... The first punch broke his nose for real. <gasps> oh, damn. <laughs> but he kept on doing the scene. It, there, that's what I'm well, saying. This film has so much cult lore and following to it. There's so much <sighs> that has gone on in, in the making of this film. The See, that makes me appreciate it more. Oh, it's so good. The, yeah. the, the, the costumes that from the werewolves, mm. right, which are great, the, there are real world dances in them. Because they try to get the, the wolves to move like dancers to make them. Mm. The thing is, they could not see at all. They, I the, can believe they had, that. They, and so they were moving like they were always drunk around. The, or like if you're looking at the eyeline of the wolf and the wolf is not actually looking at the person, that's because they don't know where the person is. There's no <laughs> amount of, hey, look down, look left. It still didn't quite work. There, there's so much that goes. In. I just... There are some werewolf films that just don't stand the test of time, that just age badly. And this has aged, like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think the scripting and the characters of the team, the people, is why I remember it so fondly. That going back to it, I was laughing and giggling because I was like, oh, that that's not... And, and why is the time of day different throughout the shoot like <laughs> there was so dude, many shots <laughs> dude there is a there is a point where it is the middle of the night and the amount of bright light that is coming in through the windows like, uh, like yeah it, that's it, kirsten said it, we're just gonna say that's it's because it's full moon right <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is a very full moon because that full, was like, full moon. <laughs> I mean, that there was more light coming in than would be during the daylight. It was yeah. just so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they had massive budget constraints. They didn't actually get to film in Scotland. The, the exterior shots that were 
from the helicopter scene where mm-hmm. the only shots that were actually shot for <sighs> Scotland, the rest were somewhere else for tax breaks. Uh, mm. the, a lot of the shoot was all during the rain and was just messing up shots. So the reason oh. why you see different time of days shots is because they just had to film when they had when these they actors could. around. <laughs> yeah, it was just continuous nightmare to shoot. But this is what <laughs> they got in the end. And I was just like, yeah, I love it. Well, and I like, I mean, there is some tension within this as you know, when the chase begins, Mm. I mean, it's like there's a heightened and because the camera, I think is, is shaky and the editing is kind of poor. It actually adds to the overall (laughs) feeling of this where you're like, ah, you know, um, I did like that, that I picked out two movies that came later that drew inspiration from this. Mm. So at the very beginning, which I thought, honestly, the first 10 minutes of the movie are almost unwatchable for me. Like, I was just like, oh, gosh, I. Oh, Doug sold this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Like I, was a, it I, I thought but, the scripting was odd. Nope. The filmmaking was bad. I was like, I hope it's better than I remember this because seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife was like, uh, can, can, can why? we not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, oh, let's give it a chance. Let's give it a chance. But um, the opening scene, uh, the Kingsman pulls yeah. pulls an idea from that. Yeah. There is another chase scene before our soldiers get to this house where they shelter in that uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil yeah, uses. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was, I thought that was really cool. I thought that, you know what? So people, whoever those films saw this and was like, Ooh, that's a powerful scene. Or that's like, that's very unexpected. We're going to use that, you know? And so I, that was good. The, um, let's see here. The negative, I think, is the twist at the end that we get. You see coming I, like I, 10 yeah, years ago. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you, I, and that could just be age. Mm. You know what I mean? Like at the time that it came out, maybe that was like, ooh, well, I didn't necessarily see that coming. I don't know. But I I think if you like a, um, oh, no, no, sorry. One more thing. One more thing I, that I wanted to see. And I was just bummed. I, like I liked the look of the werewolves. I thought they were like they mm. were menacing because they're so tall. Yeah. Too. You know, I thought that was great. I wish though we would have gotten a transition scene that... Yeah, we, I don't think, I think they have we get the budget for. There was one that looked so bad. Of the <laughs> yeah, was it, it the was woman. Like, it was the girl. The, yeah. Oh my gosh! It was like the color was all blurred, and it was like they didn't know how to show it. Yeah, because because think back to like an American werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah. Like that is incredible. Like elongated, pulling. Yeah, we needed just, we needed something like that with the hands. Even that would have been good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just something to show me this because you see, like you would see characters fall behind something mm. and then pop up as then a werewolf. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you exactly. just know that someone's like, like, okay, get your suit on. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So dang it. I wanted, I just wanted some of that because I think it could have, it would have enhanced, you know, because there are those tense moments. And I like that, you know, you have, so we're in a contained city setting and our soldiers, while they have guns, are running out of bullets. And and good grief, the line from Kevin McKidd of like, three round bursts, save your ammunition. And mm. then the very next shot, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I laughed at that. Okay. <laughs> 
do you know Kevin McKidd cracked a rib I think on the, on the first few days of shooting but he hid it from Marshall because he was worried that it was going to be replaced because Statham uh, Jason Statham was originally due to do his oh. movie but then got called really? to do Ghost of Mars instead so he wanted mm. to make sure so he just he, he did it with a broken rib but like so if you see him with a grimace in his face going that's because he's in pain because he's got a broken rib <laughs> wow well, that's dedication. And it oh, adds, yeah. I think it adds a grittiness to it to show like he just, you know, he looks like he's not having a good time. <laughs> not having not. to act too much because he's. <laughs> um, exactly. The film takes oh. place in September 1st and 2nd, where Germany and England are having this football match where this one character is, is he really wants to have seen the, the best football match of like many, many years. Um, and it, England beat Germany like 5-1 or something, which is amazing. Mm. There was a recorded full moon during that match. Uh, so it's accurate really? in the storytelling. Yeah. That's cool. That's, yeah. I love <laughs> that's that. Fun. That's so good. Uh, and the only reason why Superglue was included in the movie was because the director found out that's what they used. That's what Superglue was created for in the Vietnam War. So they took that and put that in and made that oh, wow. to, to stitch up. And I thought, yeah, see, there's so many little bits that they keep adding on. That's cool. Mm. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I think this is good for a one-time watch. You have to understand that it is dated in its production value. You just, mm. you know, so if I think if you understand that going in and you know that, okay, so the, it's trash for the first chunk of minutes. Yeah, it's And bad. then it, it yeah. Then it starts to get into it. And then once the once the chase begins, even though it's kind of vague of why, mm. it, it oh, you there know is what? some tenseness. I there. really yeah. thought you were gonna switch it off and say, sorry, I couldn't, because there is a dog that gets shot right near the beginning. And I was like that, Ah, I don't remember that at all. That's true. I'm glad that they do not show it. Yeah. And and yeah. I think it's they do that to to really establish who that character is yeah like how how ruthless and how terrible of a person mm. they really are like it's just unfeeling don't care and so you instantly you're against them which <laughs> which makes sense especially then because you also have kevin mckid's character who you now instantly root for yeah because exactly. of it's a clever establishing yeah. who the good and bad guys sort of are i think yeah exactly yeah yeah i really enjoyed this i thought it was good i know it's dated and it's old but the, i think that i love the dialogue that leads to the horror i think that's quite funny mm -hmm. yeah yeah the, the the banter back and forth is mm. just the way the, the soldiers speak to each other this yeah. you get the group that they've been together for ages and uh, their moments <laughs> like how they react to the, the circumstance of what they call each other yeah it the feels like a, a family. There. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Only a family could be that disrespectful for each other that that actually won't push them off too much because they're family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They've been through crap together, so they it it's earned almost. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. Okay. Uh anything else? We good? Mm -hmm. All right. So we're diving now into our news and uh things that we are coming up. Not that we are coming up, that that are coming up. Golly, that is Talking is hard sometimes, <laughs> but hey, you know what? We we appreciate you for listening. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you happen to be listening. Uh, you can always tweet at us, best we watched. Uh, and then also our Patreon opportunity at patreon.com slash thebeardedones. 
Also, if you never have, maybe head over to YouTube. Check out Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday or me, Chris, with Movies and Munchies. Give our channels a watch. There's a bunch of other content that doesn't make it onto this show mm. uh, that maybe you might want to find out about so we can, you know, it lets you know what's worth seeing and what's worth avoiding. So, Indeed. All right. <laughs> Should we dive into some news? Mm-hmm. As Ruben has a slurps, big gulp from his coffee. The coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's jump in. Cool. All right. The biggest news, <laughs> uh, the awkward silence, the biggest news, yeah. I think, this week is something that kind of broke the internet and then immediately hate poured out in true fashion because, uh, you know, that's what we do. But Ryan Reynolds <laughs> <laughs> did a little video on uh, the, the what's happening with Deadpool 3, and he was... You know, the video was awesome. He was just saying how he doesn't really know what to do with Deadpool 3. So then he said, what do you think? Hugh, do you want to reply, reprise uh, your role as Wolverine one more time? And and Hugh is in his room and just walks up the stairs and says, yeah, all right. And then the internet went, <gasps> like uh, from from Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs when, uh, you know, the machine works for the ti- first time and everybody goes, oh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly like that. And then they did a follow-up <laughs> video going, this is this is what's going to be in. And then they put a music video of it so we couldn't hear what's going to be in. Yeah. <laughs> you just have actions of them. like. But it's it's a thing now. So Wolverine's going to be in Deadpool 3. And the internet hated because they're thinking that this changes the ending of Logan. But to put everybody at peace and just say, yo, get over it. Logan is its own thing. It's trilogy is its own thing. And that's where Wolverine died. We also live in the world of multiverses. We also live in a world where the timeline for this particular film was set in 2029. And Deadpool 3 can easily be centered before that time. Even yes. if you want that same Wolverine. Also, yes. it's superheroes. Seriously. <laughs> like they can be resurrected with uh, one line from a writer whether you like it or not i know it has a perfect trilogy but i think you can still look at logan as the perfect trilogy ending to that story from that time i just am happy to get more wolverine with hugh jackman i mean come on right. that well, <laughs> I, that's what i didn't I, I just i don't understand the backlash in that why wouldn't you just be i mean if you're a wolverine <laughs> fan <clears throat> they haven't recast him yeah we're getting hugh jackman so yeah. okay Right there, that's huge plus. Yeah, we're getting more Deadpool, and we're <laughs> come on, we're getting the dynamic between Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. I feel like this has been marketing for years that they've been planning this. Going <laughs> one day we're going to do this. Let's just make it like this bickering thing. Like you come on my coffee brand and just decimated. You come on my aviator fuel and just decimated, and we'll just do that for years, and then go. By the way, we're going to do this movie together. I, I love it. I Genius. love, I just, yeah, it's so good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, mm. I think that this will be, this will be wonderful. And maybe, I mean, maybe we'll get more, more Wolverine in Logan, like Logan within Deadpool because Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R, just yes. like Logan was. Yes. So it's, it will be a grittier or at least more violent or more irreverent type of take but on even it if versus it's not if you get the character of logan being yeah. depressed and just upset 
contrast with the Deadpool character trying to come to terms with who he is as a hero and can't die with his witty banter, put that against each other. That's going to be really entertaining to watch. Yeah, well, and almost like almost two indestructible people. Yeah, you, you yeah. know, and and we don't know if they're going to be on the same side or not. No. I mean, in fact, I would probably start it off with them on a mission trying to kill each other and then realize something and then they have to team up sort of thing. That's a story waiting to be told. And it's been done. So I think it could work. Yeah. Ah, I I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's another superhero film coming out at the end of this month that I wasn't particularly interested in in watching until the theme came out from Lorne Balfe yesterday, the composer. And it's phenomenal. Like, I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie just for the theme like we can't play it mm. obviously because demonetization but do yourself yes. a favor go and listen to the theme it's black adam and i'm like dang if this <laughs> if this movie represents anything what this theme has got going on in it i want to see the movie yeah nice really cool. cool i i am getting i'm getting mildly excited to see this i didn't realize it was coming out so soon though i thought it was coming out a little later in the year yeah no, and this month it's yeah, like the, the 17th or something like that yeah. right yeah i mean it's really close and you know it's got pierce brosnan as dr fate which i'm very excited to see because i love that dude as an actor i love yes. him as bond but dr fate's one of my favorite characters uh just mm. in the animated i never w- read the comics but I, I watched him in wait no i think i did read the comics with him some and he was always a very interesting character to me. He said, I don't know if I could have chosen anybody else like to play. You needed someone really reserved, poised, that has like oozing presence on screen. Perfect choice. Like, I can't wait to see what he does with it. And actually, I think The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is going to knock Black Adam out of the park. I think he's been prepping and working so hard at this character I think it's good casting so it could be yeah. really good it could be the film that dc needs at things crossed to kind of bring them back yeah well and if this if they do as it should cross over into shazam not necessarily within fury of the gods but down the road mm. i mean i love shazam and i love I'm zachary levi yeah that is i mean that it's actually one of my favorite properties of dc like if i it, it's probably the top one uh, at least right now. And so if if The Rock can deliver a quality character and, an, you know, that fits in this story really works, like I want to see them go head to head. And that could be a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Uh, speaking, I guess, maybe a little bit on um, sticking with the whole, not necessarily DC, but Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh. Oh, it's, you know, I mean, hey, it's a new week, so we have new news, right? <laughs> We've um, got to continue the week with, with what's going on with Warner, yeah. Yeah, there is a uh, a lawsuit yeah. that is come, that is that is arriving, and the accusations um, that the lawsuit claims is that Warner Brothers cooked the HBO Max subscriber count, yeah. which then misled shareholders um, yeah. in that merger. Yeah. And they're saying like hundreds of thousands of shareholders were duped. Yeah, they're saying up to as much as 10 million subscribers. Yeah. That's not like, oh, we padded it by a couple hundred thousand. It's just a couple of hundred thousand. Even that would have been too much. But 10 million? Don't you only have 20 million? That. 
That is, oh my gosh, just yeah, that's massive. I mean, how how much more can you get yourself into issues there? I mean, because now, like, if if their goal, I don't know what their end goal was, but if their goal was to maybe repackage the the platform and sell it, mm. you know, to to investors or to another entertainment company, whatever. This is not the way to do that. You are not making it appealing as an investment property. <laughs> no. Um, oh. At least at least Blue Beetle is still, so far, still going ahead. Oh, thankfully. Because, again, and another fantastic, really interesting character, like really dark, gritty. You, they need to do this one right. They're so far still on board. Um, but who knows what will happen in the future. Yeah, they better not. They, I mean, I know, like... Like, I don't know anything about it because I don't read the comics or anything You'll like that. It. It's such but, a good character. It's well, really I've seen interesting. The, I've seen the stills with some yeah. of the costume design and everything. And yeah. and it's got it's got the kid from uh, Cobra Kai yeah. in it, in the starring role. So that, mm. I'm, I like him, so I'm down. So that'll yeah. be cool. Okay. Um, some Google news. Okay. Okay, breaking. Google is closing no. down Stadia Cloud's streaming service. The service will remain live until January 18th, 2023. Google is refunding all Stadia purchases. Nobody saw this coming, Chris. <laughs> Except for all of us, right? Except for um, everyone. <laughs> this was their gaming platform, right? Yes. Like their, their cloud To be fair, their cloud th- streaming technology is phenomenal. It's great. But they mm. couldn't package it right, and they they tried to compete with the console. So they had like their weird controller as a console thingy. Oh uh, uh, yeah, their technology is awesome, but really they should have sold it off to Microsoft or um, Sony. Sony, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It just it was doomed from the beginning. They have no exclusives, so they could never oh. really stand on like they're just rebranding everybody. <laughs> they're taking everybody else's titles. They needed their own. And yeah. that's why it failed. Well, and, and doesn't Amazon also have one that's like a similar service? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm curious at how that works too, because I mean, I don't know. Amazon though is, is notorious for, ah, oh, that's okay. We'll just keep investing money into it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if we, we lose because at some point it might become profitable. And I mean, that was their whole business model and now they are profitable. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but Huh. Okay. Um, do you like magic? Sleight of hand illusions. Oh, it's magic. You know. Okay. I'm going to keep going so we don't lose people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, keep going. Keep going. (laughs) I don't know the words. I'm just, I know this. this. (laughs) If if you say magic enough times, I think it's okay. Magic. (laughs) Uh, okay. I like sleight of hand movies. Okay. Well, um, now you see me three is in development. <gasps> yeah, yeah. I really yeah. have. I, I like, I mean, even though number two wasn't as good as the first one, I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, totally. Well, and yeah. it had that, um, that was the one with the number two was the one with the card scene in the yeah. vault, right? The crazy, crazy. <laughs> what was that? What was that scene? Seriously? Why? It's too much. It's so good. (laughs) But number one, I mean, number one is amazing. Like it was. It is. It's a. It was one of those that catches you off guard, right? Mm. Like you're like, eh, this might be okay. And I don't even think I saw it in the theater. I think I saw it like we rented it or something because it was like, eh, this probably isn't going to be good. And then it was like, oh wait a minute, this is good. 
This is really yeah. good. Great cost as well. I, and it just occurred to me that we have both Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson in those movies as well. Yes. With, you know, along with Zombieland. So that's. All oh, right. Yeah. True. Yeah. Nice. Are they connected somehow? Maybe they are. <laughs> that would be a weird crossover <laughs> universe. <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd be weird. Oh, goodness. And now uh, for some sad news for the Trekkies, um, and because you can't see me, but I'm showing Chris my Live Long and Prosper uh, yes. sign. Um, Star Trek Four has been temporarily removed from Paramount Pictures' release calendar. I haven't seen any reason. I think it's because the director, Matt Shackman, has had conflicts with scheduling because of Fantastic Four, because he was meant to be doing that. So that is sad. This is still following the Kelvin timeline, right? With Chris yeah. Pine and Zachary Yeah, yeah, Chris Kings. Pine. I really like that storyline. I love that storyline. And I think mm. what a great way to reboot a franchise mm. in a movie. Like Fantastic. to, yeah. you know what I mean? To take it, again, th- thinking a multiverse, mm. this is how you handle that also. Yep. You know, where you have two Spocks. Yep. Um, and, and it works. Just, it worked really It well. totally works. Yeah. 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 Um, well, okay, so to offset that sad news a little bit. Okay. Um, Troy and Abed in the morning. We are getting a community movie. It is finally been announced that it is in the works. Nice. Yes. I'm excited by this. I don't know if it's going to be any good. I did. <laughs> it just... we, did announce, we did talk about this a few weeks ago. I'm now worried about, about your memory, Chris. Oh, well, you should be because I don't even remember that. Did we really talk about this? <laughs> yeah, we, we actually did, yeah. <laughs> we also sang that oh. song, Chris. Holy crap. Okay, <laughs> hey guys, just wait here while Chris, Chris and I go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, Chris is going to check himself in for a little bit. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> what What would be really funny is if we didn't, and I just had this whole conversation with you in my mind. <laughs> So we're going to go check Ruben in we, to, yeah. to a Ruben's facility. Need we'll some be help. right back. Yeah. Oh no, but I'm fully on board. It's a movie, but it's going directly to streaming platform, right? It's a peacock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, that, and so, I think that's fine. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this needs a theatrical release. No, um, no, I, I'm more horrified that um, that we've already had this conversation, <laughs> though. <laughs> uh, funny. Um, oh, some goodness. more good news and more interesting yes. news, actually. So, Paul Bettany's White Vision and Sam Rockwell's Justin Hammer will appear uh-huh. in Marvel Studios' Armor Wars, which is now a movie instead <sighs> of a TV series. But this yes. is the first time we're going to see Vision or White Vision since the wonder mm. exit in the series yeah. which might mean we can then actually have a proper connection with wonder and white vision and get them just to be happy again because kevin Feige has said he doesn't think that wonder is dead we didn't see her body that's what he tweeted this week so yeah cool yeah right. redeem well, and, that and, character and. again because i wasn't happy with that movie and get them on board and make them i like them as the good guys come on man there's enough bad guys out there with the with the the, the cosmic verse of things that we're gonna have to be fighting to just have wonder killing everybody because she's upset she's lost everyone i mean her life story is just awful yeah it really is and it, and it's awesome to watch when she was she was happy regardless if that was a manipulation or not yeah that she was happy in wandavision i mean that was 
just that, that that dynamic and getting her. I mean, that is one of the relationships within the MCU that yeah. I totally root for is yeah. her and Vision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Sam Rockwell. So come on. I mean, yeah, that, exactly. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. I don't have any more news. Oh, cool. Um, a little while ago when we were prepping for news and you were like, is that confirmed though? Because I've heard some people talk about, yes, this is confirmed. There is a Jon Snow series by HBO <sighs> who has confirmed it. And apparently it picks up at the end from the end of Game of Thrones seasons eight. So HBO makes it official that in December, the filming of the sequel series of Game of Thrones based on the story of Jon Snow will begin. The series will probably come out late 23 or early 24. Ah. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I, uh, mm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Jon Snow, mm. but I, <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, well, and also, I mean, I I think I'm also letting a little bit of my um, mild disappointment in House of the Dragon come through a little bit. Yeah. Like, I like the series. I'm liking the series, but these time jumps are just yeah, ridiculous. I just watched the latest episode, and the time jumps is... <laughs> I, it just took me so out of it. I don't even see the characters anymore. Like... I think it's good acting, but I can't see the young versions of the adult, the adult versions in their young selves. Like, mm. yeah. See, and that's where I don't, I don't understand why we need to rush through this. That I mean, and we've talked about this before. I mean, yeah. unless you, unless you feel that this is only going to be a single season, which but they has, have said that they want three or four seasons. No, but here's a tweet this week <clears throat> from, um, from someone. Sounds like showrunner <laughs> Ryan. Condal is very interesting in turning House of the Dragon into an anthology series covering different eras of the Targaryen dynasty. So are they saying that this House of the Dragon season is one season? Because then the time jumps make sense and then the storyline is terrible. Like it makes sense, but you're just rushing. Well, if 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 they're really going to make this an anthology, I think everybody's been sold a different show. Exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> that's not what we were promised. We were told yeah. we were getting the Targaryen story, yeah, leading up to, um, King you know, the Kingslayer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, mm, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I saw a tweet this week, um, and I'm not going to do it total justice, but it was it was comparing, uh, Rings of Power with House of the Dragon, and it was like Rings of Power. Here, let me um, wonder at the grandeur and the the majesty of this table for five hours, or for you know for three <laughs> yeah. episodes, something like that. You know, five hours over three yeah. episodes or whatever. Um, compared to House of the Dragon, here, let me kill off this person that you just got to know, but you don't even know them anyway because we've skipped a bunch of years. And <laughs> I was like, yep, yeah, that's it's that's right. pretty accurate right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to something that I am very not sure about. Um, okay. And I didn't even know. I knew it had been mentioned, but I didn't know it had begun. So the reboot of The Crow has wrapped filming. So I didn't even Ooh. know that it started. I knew that it was a thing they were talking about, but they've filmed it. It's done. The film was directed by uh, Rupert Sanders and stars Bill Skarsgård as um, Eric Draven. And also has FKA Twigs, who I don't, I suppose people are meant to know who that is. I don't know who that is. I like Bill Skarsgård. I've just, there are some films that don't age 
The Crow is one of them. It stays in that little pocket of time that's a brilliant movie to watch every now and again mm-hmm. when you're in a depressed mood and you you, you want to listen to some, you know, Paramore and stick on a, a, a really dark film. This is one of them and is also incredible to watch. You know, Brandon Lee personified that character so well that he gave his life for it, essentially. Yeah. Just can't rain all the time. No. Well, I, I, I don't see the point. And it's a reboot. It's not just continuing the story or doing a different crow, right? That at least would have been interesting because the crow, if we have that law that, you know, sometimes you come back for justice. Uh Fair enough. Do that story. Don't reboot it. Yeah, because I think you're all with that. You're just going to have the comparison. Exactly. If they just said this is another story in the crow universe, just call it crow. Maybe call a crow. Yeah. Would have been fine. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know how to feel about this at all, to be honest. Yeah, I don't either. I, mm. Mm, yeah. And I like Bill Skarsgård a lot. I so. do. He's a fantastic actor. Um, also, in a, another movie we don't need uh, <laughs> in the live adaptations zone, except this is not Disney. Oh, real? Okay. Yeah. Tarzan. Sony is doing a Tarzan live action, a 21st century reinventation, a a reinvention of the character. One, we don't need it. We've had so many versions of it. I don't know what more you can do to the character, but I, I fear for the character. The modern version of it is Tarzan in a in a shorts doing TikToks is 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 a horror i don't think we need <laughs> well and like it makes like think about the 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 concept of it being in the the late 1800s early 1900s ish there where you have <clears throat> people going on the expeditions and they mm. you know they go in and they find this this boy who is feral who's basically just grown up and you know then now they try and bring him into into civilization Mm. that kind of works but i are we really going to say that in modern times we're going to find a feral boy that maybe <laughs> there aren't even that work, many animal though? places around yeah and and what i i don't okay why <laughs> exactly exactly did exactly. has it said did was there any information on like Who's uh, who's directing it or who's starring in it or no, anything at other that than point I clicked Sony? off and okay. thought, why do I exist? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> totally. I mean, because coming on, we have we live in a world that has Brendan Fraser. Yes, As, and he I did mean, now George he's George of the Jungle, the jungle but <laughs> come on, that's Tarzan. That's <laughs> you know, and and then we also have the Disney animated Tarzan, which with is amazing. Him surfing through the trees, which yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the the music in that, I love the music in that. Oh, that one. Yeah, I can hear it in my head right now. Yeah, Phil Collins, outstanding. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, okay. So, okay, let's leave off on the news on a on a happy note. Thank you. It's been sad. Okay. okay. So, there is a sing along version of the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is now available on Disney Plus. So if you need something 
to bring you into joy. And you always wondered what some of those words are to some of those things that you hummed by into the tune to. <laughs> there it is. You and your family can get takeout tonight or whenever you're in, in the spooky month and stick that on and sing along. And I think that's just phenomenal. There is definitely going to be a family night movie coming up very soon. <laughs> the kids are going to come over and we're going to, yes. Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> that makes me more giddy than it should, but it's okay. I'm like, <laughs> nice. that's going to be awesome. Good yeah. bit of news there. Thank you for that. No worries. Right on. All right. Let's talk about the things we're looking forward to coming this week in entertainment. Cool. Mm. Um, well, there's some there because it is it is October. It is spooky season. There are yeah. some some horror or thriller or spooky ish mm-hmm. things coming this week, which yep. I'm excited about. Nice. Um, we've got uh, Mike Flanagan's The Midnight Club. Dude, can't <laughs> wait to talk about this. Yeah, I haven't started watching it yet, but okay. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Better get cracking ten episodes, man. I know. I know it's, and I want to savor it too. I don't want to have yeah, to don't like to just run through it, pound because, through it with. Yeah. Cause Mike yeah. Flanagan, there's nuance to his storytelling. Yes. You, you want to get it. Yeah. Very exciting. Looking forward to that. Yes. Mm. It's, it's going to be the big one. Yeah. Oh, that one's coming to Netflix. Big case. Yeah. Yes. You, it is. You, you Mike Flanagan and his, yeah. his license continues with Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Um, Okay, so there's an, the third season of Tiger and Bunny. Well, it's a continuation of season two, so some people will call it. It's an anime superhero. If you know mm-hmm. it, you know it. If you're looking forward to it, it's an anime that basically was dead for 10 years, and then they brought it back, did it in the same style, and it looked great, and people were really impressed by how nice. they, they kept it. So that's coming out this week. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer tapes. <laughs> yeah the conversations had, with the killer yeah we've yeah. just had Dharma, and that being one of netflix's most popular series ever <coughs> yeah that i mean they now the, the conversations with the killer series by joe berlinger is um like i like them because mm. we get to hear i mean it's actual tape so it's actual the the voice and the words of the killer which is morbid and it yeah. is disturbing, and um, <clears throat> but it's also interesting. Like it's just, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, um, but I, it does make me wonder how much of this stuff do we really need all at once? You know. Mm. So I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there's this thing called niching down on what works, and I think Netflix keep doing this. I don't think it's for us. I think it's for their algorithm and making what's popular. So when you mm-hmm. have a popular review, you do another segment of whatever that was about, try and get some news out about it. And I think that's all they're doing. I've seen them doing this time and time again with, uh, the, you know, the cave. We've got another documentary of the kids oh that were stuck God. in the cave. That's you know coming out I, this month. Uh, it's I saw just that. it's just ridiculous. <laughs> It's it's too it, much. It's almost it's almost exploitative though. Oh, it is. It you know, totally is. The, yeah. And and not and, and I'm not saying that it's necessarily Netflix that's being exploitative in there. I mean, they're just taking advantage of of some content. But I don't know if they if this one is a. I think it's an original or at least a, a property that they bought versus one of those that just they got the rights to. Yeah. You know how they they like there's some that they slap their name on, and then there's some that they just got the rights to to just show and so i think this is another one that they got that they're putting their name on 
Yeah. So that's, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there is a, Stephen King is at least um, involved in the story of this. I don't know if it's his story or if he's just peripherally involved. I don't know, but it's called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. Oh, yeah. And um, it comes out in the middle of the week on Netflix. Um, kind of weird. I haven't watched it yet. No. Okay. But I am um, <clears throat> Jaden Martell in a leading role. And hmm. uh, I think, is it Donald Sutherland? Who's playing? Yeah, I think um, it is. <clears throat> Mr. Yeah, Harrigan? Yeah, Donald Sutherland and Joe Tippett. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, um, it's creepy. Uh, at least the vibe that I get from it, at least unsettling maybe. Mm. So we'll see. Because it involves a kid, I don't know how dark they're going to go with the story. So they're so older teens, so. I mean, it could. Could. I mean, Jaden Martell, though, he looks young. He does, That's yeah. You know, he just has, a, even if he's 18, he, he looks like he's like 13 or 14. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. Nice. There is a say? movie... A, well, there's a there's a Shutter movie coming or a movie coming to Shutter, right? Um, and I don't. These are weird, you know. Uh, this you never one, know though, what you're going to get with Shutter, yeah. Absolutely. So this one is. Oh well, now it says it's coming out on October twentieth. I thought it was coming out this week, uh, but Deadstream. Have you heard about this? No. A disgraced internet personality attempts to win back his followers by live streaming one night alone in a haunted house. But when he accidentally pisses off a vengeful spirit, his big <laughs> comeback event becomes a real-time fight for his life. So it... <laughs> it sounds uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. They, they, these are hit and miss. Um, but I thought it was... I really did think it was coming out this week. I'm going to have to double check that because IMDb lists it as the 20th. Right. Um, so, well, okay. IMDb aren't always accurate. So that's, that's correct. Quite all right. Um, I'm very much looking forward to a series that's coming out. It's an animated series. I don't know if you've mm. ever heard of a YouTuber by the name of the odds one, the odd one out, the odds one out. Have you no, heard of I that? haven't. So mm-hmm. he has 18.2 million subscribers, so fairly big. Um, tiny channel. <laughs> yeah, tiny channel. I recommend watching his animated episodes to get you into understanding what he does uh, called Subway. So it's him giving us a journey on uh, it's <laughs> he can't actually say it to without being sued, but it's obviously Subway. So he used to work for Subway. And so he's done these little skits, but his animation style is like this round, bobbly head, white person, kind of like Casper the Ghost, but you'd have to see it to understand it. Uh, And it's just hilarious because it's, it's funny in the way that we can all relate to what life offers you. And his voice with the animation style is why people have subscribed to him. It's brilliant. We've been watching him for years, Um, but I'm very excited to say that Netflix has commissioned an animated Mm. series with that character. And so we got James, who's the guy Uh, there. Think that like there's 12 episodes. So it's, it's quirky. It's goofy. It's funny. It's similar to what Pixar does with the kids are going to love the animation. The adults will stay for what's being said behind the scenes. Uh, mm -hmm. I watched the first episode and this was totally the, the fact I was like, Whoa, that's dark. And it's oh. a U, so it's it's oh. dark, but it's very clever. 
so it's fine for all ages there's a little nice. bit of singing that he does at the beginning and you're like oh this is a bit cheesy it's a bit kiddy mm-hmm. and then you get to the end you're like oh i see what you did there very clever loving it and i'm so proud of him even though he uh, we've never met uh, we emailed <laughs> each other once i'm like a proud dad uh nice. <laughs> but he, he you know he won't know who i am ever but i'm super excited for people to see because that's just like he's gone from a little student doodling, puts out an animation. Some people like it, grows to millions, earns himself like a good amount of money. And now Netflix commissions that. That's such a great story for create creatives right there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's outstanding. Is it are the are the episodes long or are they like short form? Uh, they are 19 minutes, 18 minutes, 18 minutes, 20 okay. minutes. Yeah. So they're all fairly quick to get through. Cool. Right. Mm. And that comes out. There. What's it called again? Subway? Uh, no, it's called Oddballs. Oh, Oddballs. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Nice. Though so Subway is, is his. Is, on, on YouTube. See, on, on YouTube. The, so the ones too. I recommend people to check out. Yeah. Okay. To avoid the lawsuit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, coming to theaters this week is Amsterdam, uh, which stars everybody. Um, <laughs> but. What? Oh my gosh, no, it's Christian Bale, uh, Margot Robbie. Uh, That's coming to Netflix? No, 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 theater. theater. Oh, theater. I was like, I don't know. Theater, yeah. yeah. Uh, John David Washington, um, gosh, Mike Myers. <sighs> wow, that's uh, a huge amount. Chris Rock. Um, th- there's a bunch of other people. I mean, like like truly, there's, there's so many people in this cast. I, I'm seeing a screener this week. Early reviews, though, have not been kind to it. Now, mm. I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't see – I haven't dived into that. I just saw, like, like the reactions of, you know, from thumbnails um, or words that I've seen in tweets. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder mm. why. You know, so I don't know. I'm, I'm less excited to see it, I guess, maybe. Or maybe it's just helping to temper my expectations. Like, I'm going to just go in even keeled. So yeah. while I was excited to see this because of all the actors that are in it, now I'm approaching it of like, well, let's see what happens here. <laughs> just go in and yeah, see how it is. But <clears throat> fair enough. Yeah. Um, this week. Yay. Finally, everybody else gets to experience it. that didn't watch it on channel four. Uh, Dairy Girl season three <laughs> comes out this week. I'm, mean, I'm so excited. Three, not four. <clears throat> there are only three. Okay. There's only three. Yep. This is the final right. episode or final season. Final season. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, but definitely worth it. It's a, it's a great, it's a great series and a great wrap up to this. We, I actually started watching, rewatching it a couple, like a week ago, um, right. not season three, just from the beginning. And that, that opening um, episode is chaotic and <laughs> hilarious. I love it. Nice. Um, we talked about it briefly in our video part but hellraiser i think comes out on the 7th oh does it really i think so Mm. okay which i will be it's a hulu one so i can't say where it's going to be airing in the uk uh it's weird to say i think it'll be airing in disney but i don't know (laughs) that might be too far for them yeah yeah, that would be weird. But but again, I don't know if you, they did it in the in the UK or anything. But we had to um, at one point reset up or reestablish yeah, put, on our Disney profiles. You went adult the, content, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so 
So maybe that's what they're they're going with that it'll allow them to start putting or the. Oh, oh it's even sooner. Them, the fourth of October initial release. Okay. Oh really? Oh wow! So IMDb is still saying the seventh. Okay. Um, and the the movie poster is still saying the seventh. So probably the seventh then. Two. Okay. Yeah, but still, that's okay. I I need to put that on my calendar. Hmm. Because I'm, I mean, you know, I'll watch it. Mm. We'll see how it um, how it pans it could, out there. Could be really good. You know, it hasn't had yeah. bad reviews as far as I can tell. Yeah. Well, in the the little bits of stills that I've seen, Pinhead looks just amazing. Mm. So, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else on, on your list that uh, of things that are upcoming? that no i think that's about it there's always stuff that we miss out and there's a few that crop up during the week that you can look out for if you know that we're missing anything let us know in the comments we'd love to add to our list of things we probably won't get to but we'll try to (laughs) because there's so absolutely do you find that you put you put all this stuff on your list that's coming out and Mm. then you get to about 10 percent of it yeah absolutely yeah 100 and it's such a bummer that I find myself like, I think if it weren't for some advanced uh, access, I wouldn't be able to watch these nearly as for sure. like, quickly. Like I yeah. would be watching them later, you know, weeks after the release, which I think maybe also speaks to why we see sometimes, you know, a show spike a week or two later on Netflix or something yeah. because yeah. audiences have had the final, the, have finally had the time mm. to sit down and watch a whole show. So. Yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, we have reached the end then. We thank you so much for for tuning in. Uh, Please rate and review us wherever you happen to be listening to the podcast. Tell your friends also. That would be a huge help. You can tweet at us at any time at Best We Watched. And don't forget about our Patreon opportunity at patreon.com slash thebeardedones. And finally, if you have never visited us on YouTube, or maybe you have, uh, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, Chris, me with Movies and Munchies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to have you over there and give some of our uh, videos and reviews a watch. Uh, maybe, you know, there's a ton more that we don't discuss in this podcast that do make it onto that. And so if you're looking for something, some suggestions to either watch or to stay away from, we have that. Uh, with that, though, we will catch you next week. Take care. Bye.